0: you are listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here, and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we've got Cosman Dan Marika joining us in the studio. Welcome, Cosman. Hi, Jason. How are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good? Good. <laughs> this is your first time uh, on Faith FM, I believe. Yeah, a bit nervous. A bit nervous. Don't be nervous. It's, uh, it's uh, just like sitting in a room with a friend. Because so <laughs> I am sitting in a room with a friend here. Yep, uh, absolutely. And uh, I've known Cosman for a few years now, so it's really good to have you on our program today. Um, we're going to be uh, listening to a bit of your journey, your story, uh, and uh, certainly with your journey with God, and also your journey to Australia. So uh, I can I can hear that um, your accent is not quite uh, Australian. So we'll we'll get into that shortly. But before we do, I want to remind our listeners: this is a live program today, so we would love to have some interaction from you. Uh, Our show number for Tassie Encounters is 488 Write that down. We'd love to hear from you today. Perhaps, uh, you know, you're listening from elsewhere in Australia. We're in Tassie, but uh, if you're listening in Tassie, do text us in. But if you're listening anywhere in Australia, we'd love to hear from you. Perhaps text us in. Tell us where you're listening from today. We've got a free book offer coming up later in the program as well and a couple of questions we'd love to hear from you. So 488 880891 Of course, uh, you can listen on the Faith FM app. This is our Connecting the Dots program. And uh, this program is really about sharing uh, our faith and how it works in real practice in life. You know, we, we face many challenges in life and how does our faith actually help us with that journey? Uh, so Connecting the Dots, that's our program today, and uh, I think uh, Cosman has titled today's program, When God Leads the Way, so I'm interested in hearing what you've got to say um, today, Cosman. Uh, remember, you can listen live, you can listen to our past episodes on Connecting the Dots on both the Faith FM website and the Faith FM app. Now, uh, this is your first time uh, on radio you are a pastor, though, so I know that you're quite uh, comfortable with public speaking. So just just think of it a bit like uh, you're standing in front of a church as well, perhaps. It's all good, Jason. <laughs> T- talking to our friends. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, Cosman. What do you do here in Tasmania? So as you said, I'm a,
1: <clears throat> a pastor. And um, I also have the privilege of working as a, um, a conference treasurer or chief financial officer. Um, It's something that uh, I like, um, and uh, God uh, blessed me with some skills in this area. Um, I enjoy to
0: mix both worlds together, and this gives me a great opportunity. And so you've been uh, a pastor now for how many years, all up? Well, I started when I was 22. Okay. um, uh, I'm not going to guess exactly how old you are. (laughs) Yes. But a little while. It's been for a while. Yeah, it's been for a while. Um, And uh, your family. Tell us about your family. Well, I'm
1: married. I have a beautiful wife. Her name is Ra Uh, I think uh, of the name Luca with uh, Ra Mm -hmm. in front of it, and um, that's where you get it. Uh, So uh, she's a teacher, and uh, she's doing a marvelous job. Um, She's beautiful, as always. (laughs) Um, I have two kids. Uh, Annabelle, uh, she's uh, 14 and uh, Philip, uh, he's 12 uh,
0: they both uh, love music I've, uh, I've heard them play and, and they're very talented yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they like swimming um, they are quite good at
1: swimming uh, Philip loves the outdoors uh, Annabelle loves cooking um,
0: they are really getting into everything they can at this age mm. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you've got a, a small um, block of land, I believe, where uh, yeah, I know uh, Philip likes to uh, get around on a little motorbike, and yes. uh, you've uh, got some gardens and things. So We, w- we never lived on a such big block of land before.
1: Um, we lived in small apartments, then a small house, and a bigger house on a small block of land. And when we came to Tasmania, we said, well, Lord, give us something bigger. mm when I was a kid, I grew up uh, in the mountains, so I enjoyed the freedom of going everywhere uh, and play to my imagination, mm-hmm. and I wanted the same for my kids. Yeah. Um, so we have two acres. Um, first time when we started to do gardening, my wife loves gardening, mm-hmm. and she has quite a quite a beautiful garden. Uh, I put for her a solar house
0: last year, mm-hmm. and it's working quite well, so we mm-hmm. praise God for that. We love being here. Now, you didn't uh, grow up in Australia. Uh, Tell us a little bit about where you grew up. So, I'm Romanian by birth, Mm -hmm. but Australian by
1: choice. Right. Um, (laughs) I grew up uh, in the country of Romania. I was born uh, in a uh, little uh, country town called uh, Valeni de Monte. Um, And, uh, yes, up until I was about six years of age, I grew up there in um, in one of the villages close to the close to that town, um, but bottom, bottom of the mountain um, and uh, the back of uh, my house and my grandpa 's house uh, was really the whole mountain. Mm. It was beautiful
0: so you had a lot of uh, free space that you could roam around yes. Yes. yeah so apart from the free space um what was what was good about growing up there and um and what was uh, not so good about growing up there well um,
1: I grew up during the communist time um, no. and uh, I remember I remember the shortages um, I remember going uh, to, the, to the store to the shop and stay in line for a few hours mm-hmm. um, milk you had to go very early in the morning to, to stay in line to grab milk um, if you would go too late in line, you would not uh, get it. Um, I remember the the bread was uh, was brown and black and hard um, and a uh, few days old by the time we'd come to our village. Mm. Uh, and you would have a um, little ticket and uh, Grandpa would tell me, go to the shop now with this ticket and get the bread. And I would do that uh, about two kilometers walk Mm. to the shop and then two kilometers back. Um,
0: So it doesn't sound like a very easy life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I I enjoyed it as a kid. Mm. Um, As children, you don't really realize what's going behind. Mm. Um, When I was um, about uh, eight years of age, um, we had the revolution and the communism fall down.
0: So so before that um how was it in terms of like did you grow up uh, a Christian did you grow up um a believer yes yeah. yes so how was that before the revolution was was it uh, restricted in terms of your worship during my time as a child um
1: it uh, wasn't restricted um, but i learned of restrictions before mm. um, i think our church was always allowed to um to meet but mm-hmm. only on saturday yeah so y- y- You would meet on Saturday, uh, Sabbath, uh, starting Friday night. So you would have uh, worship on Friday night at church. All the families would come there, pastor would have a good sermon Mm -hmm. and worship singing. And then in the morning you had another little devotional at church and then Sabbath school and then the church service and then in the afternoon after lunch, uh, either you go home or have lunch at church and then come back for another worship service at four o'clock or youth program. And um, after that, you would go to various houses where the youth would uh, would join and have fun and uh, study the Bible. And so the Sabbath was full on. Mm. Mm.
0: Um, you because were, you're because not allowed, you weren't allowed yes. to meet you're during the week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you lived through the revolution. How was that? Was it uh, a challenging time or an exciting time? <laughs>
1: I think it was challenging for the people that lived in uh, the cities. Mm. Um, I lived in the village at that uh, time, and I remember uh, the the tanks coming through our village and uh, the army, and uh, we were helping them. We were giving them food because the army didn't have much, Um, and we were showing signs of victory like kids Mm. uh, on on the side of the street. For us, it was excitement. Um, Other people were not that excited, uh, some people died, um, and there was a lot of confusion. Um, but overall, um, after that, Romania became a democratic uh, country. So, mm. it,
0: um, it, did, it, so did life improve? Life uh, improve. for most people, or?
1: for most people, improved. Yeah. Um, and now, I just been uh, been to Romania a few few months ago, and yeah. uh, I can tell you, it's not a third country anymore. It's quite developed. Yeah. Um, Um, I I wouldn't say it's as developed as Australia but uh, there are places in some cities in Romania that are quite uh, westernly looking like.
0: Well, just before we go to a break um, can you just give us uh, a brief uh, overview of why and uh, when or when and why should I say uh, you decided to come to Australia and, and when you arrived here?
1: Okay, I'll go backwards. I arrived in 2007, in January, on a very hot day. Um, and uh, that was because uh, <clears throat> my wife, her family uh, lived in Adelaide, her extended family. And she dreamed, since she was a child, to be reunited with her grandma and grandpa and uncles. And uh, when we got married, we uh, we agreed that uh, we'll try to find a way to come to Australia.
2: Mm.
1: So uh, that was one of the... Uh, strong uh, reasons and purposes why we migrated here. Uh, we came from uh, a minus 20 degrees uh, climate in Romania in January, and we arrived in Adelaide where it was uh, 40. 40. Plus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always hot in summer in, in Adelaide. It was a shock. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're going to go to a break. Uh, uh, Christopher has texted in from Dennington, Victoria. I'm not exactly sure where in Victoria that is, but thanks for texting in, uh, Christopher. It's good to have you listening with us today. Uh, as we go to a break, we want you to have a uh, think about this question: Has God ever taken you on a journey to a distant country? Share with us where you went and some blessings or challenges that you faced or experienced during that time. Text us in on 0488 880 891. This is Janine Aura with Won't You Go?
3: I told you to go, but in fear you said no. You didn't think that you were ready to go. I begged you to speak, but you said I'm too weak. You forget that in me you are strong. I want you to know that you're ready to go. I set you apart right from the start. I need you to see that your strength comes from me, I given you all that you need Won't you get much done. I begged you to leave, but you did not believe in the work that you could do with me. I want you to know that you're ready to go. I set you apart right from the start. I need you to see that your strength comes from me. I have given you all that you need.
0: listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we are talking with Cosman Dan Marica on the topic of when God leads the way. And uh, he's been sharing his journey from Romania to Australia and we're going to talk more about that. Before the break we asked you a question, has God ever taken you on a journey to a distant country? Share with us where you went and some blessings or challenges you experienced. Text us in on 0488 880. 891. Now, Cosman, you were sharing that in Romania you attended church. Have you always been involved in the church over there? And since then, obviously, you're here now. Yep, I, um, I definitely was.
1: Um, uh, my father was a minister, and uh, I grew up basically since I was born in the church environment, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, I remember the joys of being uh, in church and I remember uh, the
0: challenges as well. So um have you had any particular challenging experiences uh, uh growing up that you'd like to share? Yeah, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember as being the particularly the son of a pastor. I know that's not an easy job. <laughs> now, pastor's kids are always um
1: uh, a difficult bunch, you know. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I remember, I remember when I was about 11 years of age and, uh, I went with my dad, um, uh, to one of his churches. Uh, I was basically thrown out of the church. So what happened, um, one of the retired ministers that, uh, uh lived in that area uh, gave me a brand new pair of jeans. And in Romania, to have a brand new pair of jeans Pretty at special. that time was very, very special. Mm. Uh, We see, her children migrated to U.S. a long time ago and they were sending them nice clothes. Mm. So I received from him this brand new pair of jeans and Mm. I was proudly wearing them at church. Mm. Uh, Only that uh, at that particular church, there was an elder that was ultra, ultra, ultra conservative. Like churches in Romania at that time, they were conservatives, but this one was (laughs) even worse. So he stood up in church and said, <clears throat> we have to keep the sanctuary pure. Mm-hmm. The pastor's kid is wearing jeans. We, he needs to go out. Yeah, and I started start? to uh, cry and get out of the church. Um, so this, we, how old were you at this stage? I was 11. 11. 11, yeah. 11 years um, of age. I went back into the car. I waited for <clears throat> my dad to finish uh, uh, his sermon there and finish the, uh, the service. And I, I was crying and full of shame. I i don 't think I went back to that church in a rush mm. uh, as a kid, mm.
0: but that that stayed with me for a long time and uh it 's going to happen with people isn 't it it 's not an uncommon thing that you hear that uh, some uh event or circumstance occurs. Uh, some conflict at a church and yeah. then and people decide well if yeah. that's what church is like I don't want to be part of it I've seen it in Romania as well so yeah. I, I finished my studies there as a
1: pastor yeah. and I, I ministered to four churches there before I moved to Australia and even here in Australia I, I saw so many cases of people that left the church because someone told them something nasty mm. or they experienced a type of hurt in the church and I want to tell you friends um you experience that. I experience it and I know how it feels. But um, staying strong to the Bible and to knowing God is more important. What What helped me during this time was a Bible verse in Isaiah 41.10. Mm. Um, it says there, fear not, for I am with you. Um, so I want to tell you, if you experience hurt of any kind in church, don't fear. Mm. Um, don't be dismayed because God is your God. Because he will strengthen you. He will uphold you. He will take you by your right hand. He he will he will strengthen you in that journey and you will end up stronger than
0: before. It can be difficult, isn't it, when, particularly if you receive some sort of criticism or comment as you did, you start to question, well, did I do something wrong? Was it really, you know, a justified comment? And you, you go through, a, uh, I guess, a period of questioning um you know how to handle that criticism and and it it 's a painful process isn 't it to to work through that The best
1: thing is to talk to someone about it. Mm. You see, I never talked to anybody about that mm. for years mm. and uh, um, when we get to closer to the end of this uh, program i 'll share with you some tools that really help me now at this age uh, twenty or more years later to really get over this issue in my
0: own heart. Mm. Um, I'd love to hear more about your process of coming to Australia. Tell us uh, how that was and and how it was like when you first got here. What did you do and uh, did you walk straight into a a job as a pastor or how did it work for you coming to Australia?
1: So I had to resign being a pastor in Romania. I went to the conference president and I told him that uh, uh, I'm moving (laughs) to Australia and uh, I was expecting him to tell me, not too, and the worst things. And to my surprise, he said, Cosme, go with God's blessing. Go with my blessing. This is going to be a journey that will open your mind. Mm. And um, I arrived in Australia without a job. Um, we had some good uncles uh, from my wife's side that uh, really looked after us, but we couldn't find a job. Mm. Um, I started uh, as a, as a um, well, our first job was really, uh, letterboxing advertising material we got two hundred dollars in two months for both of us my wife and i you, you can't survive like no. that so after that we decided um, well um let's start uh, anything that we can get but because our cvs were with university degrees and so on nobody wanted to give us a chance for lower jobs mm. um so, uh, at the end, uh, we didn't put our university degrees on our resumes and we got a job as a cleaner. So mm-hmm. we can have a, a so at job. least you had an income. We had an income. Yeah. So we started as cleaners at, um, uh, University of South of, uh, Adelaide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cleaning toilets, cleaning, um, uh, classrooms, uh, cleaning hallways. Uh, that was our job in the morning. And then, uh, during the day, I would go to study. I was studying accounting, uh, and, uh, I wanted to learn of the business environment because I said uh, to my wife, uh, "If I have to resign ministry here, I'll really like to learn about business." Mm. Um, it was something that uh, I felt that God is calling me
0: to. So, uh, so you were cleaning and um, you were wanting to study. Had you actually started some studies in business at that time? Yes. yes. Yeah. So you were studying whilst you were working. Yeah. And uh where did that lead to? I I believe you met some interesting people along the way in your cleaning job. Yes. Um we praise God for that. God leads the way as we
1: uh, as we said it's uh, when when he leads the way you can only follow. Um it it was through his providence that uh he helped us to um get in touch with some very wealthy people in Adelaide. And um we we were cleaning their house um houses and, um, they, um, they were helping us as well. Um, we became very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the lady of the house, uh, was quite of age, had a surgery, and she didn't want to go to hospital, uh, and stay in hospital. They had a the day surgery, but then someone needed to look after her, and she didn't want to have uh, any nurses coming home or anybody. She just said, I want Raluca to look after me, so. We moved with them in the house, and uh, we looked
0: after them. Ruleka uh, um, had some experience in uh, the health sort of industry back in Romania, is that right? Yes, she was a pharmacist in right. Romania. Um,
1: she was a teacher as well mm-hmm. there. But when we moved here, she chose to um, continue with the teaching career. She has a, a strong, um, um, he- like, a health. Uh, um, she she really likes Interested health. Interesting in health. In- Interesting yeah. in health. Yeah. And, uh,
0: that, that that
1: hasn't diminished.
0: For yeah, her. yeah. So um, where did eventually with the business interests? Where did that lead uh, from where you were? So there? these
1: amazing people said, mm-hmm. uh, "Well, cleaning is too hard for you. We need to find you a, a better job." So six months after after doing hard cleaning in the morning, um, they talked to one of their friends and said, "Hey, can you can you find a job for for Cosmin?" And I said, oh, I don't have a job, but I'll make one. Mm-hmm. So he made me his personal assistant. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I was studying in uh, in accounting, he said, well, you answer the phones and uh, you also do my um, The books as well, yeah. And you prepare everything to go to the accountant. So I was really enjoying that. Um, of course, with my heavy accent, in Ruma- uh, Romanian accent, I had to deal with uh, with really... Uh, interesting people like uh, the PA of, uh, uh, of uh, the minister of tourism and uh, other ministers in uh, in the local government in Adelaide, but uh, Giuliano was his name. He always told me, um, you know what? Don't be afraid of your accent because most of the people here only know to speak one language. Mm. You know at least two. Mm. That made me feel much more comfortable. Yeah,
0: I, I totally admire people who speak uh, more than one language, and some speak many languages. It's uh, it's amazing because we are so um, what's the word? I guess privileged in a way that we only have to learn one, but in a way, it's also uh, you know we we lack that that um, ability and that uh, yeah, it's not compulsory for us to learn another language. So. I did learn a bit of German when I was uh, in high school, but it's time for another break. Uh, has God ever taken you on a journey to a distant country? Share with us where you went and some blessings or challenges you experienced. After break, we're going to hear a bit more about Cosman's journey here. But right now, this is Lead Us Faithfully with Matt and Josie Minicus.
4: For us, Lord, in the presence of our enemies, you anoint our heads with your precious oil, our cups overflow with your love. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow. The way, Lord. So lead us. Faith-
0: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And today we're speaking with Cosman Dan Marica on our series Connecting the Dots. And uh, he's talking about how God led the way as he came from Romania to Australia. And we're going to talk to him more about that in a moment. We did have Christopher text in to say that the furthest he's been has been to America. One of the most memorable days was going to the church in the south. He says uh, we didn't have phones or electronic navigation devices. We got a bus closest to the church. However, we had to navigate our way through the black the the black blocks or the back blocks. I'm not sure what he meant there, but uh, uh, not a white person in sight. When we finally found the church, we welcomed so much and with open arms. They were such beautiful and godly people. We were the first white people ever to set foot in the church. If I'm back uh, in that area, I'd love to go back there. Thanks for sharing, um, Christopher. It's wonderful to catch up with church family wherever they are in the world. And uh, Cosman and I were both uh, in the U.S. recently together where we visited a church as well, and we were welcomed uh, there. We had given breakfast and lunch, and, yeah, it was a great time. So... Cosman um how did you end up back into ministry obviously you're a pastor here now as well as your financial role but uh how did you end up back in ministry you were working as a bookkeeper and a personal assistant but how did how did you end up back here in uh, ministry so I was pursuing uh, <laughs> pursuing becoming an
1: accountant and having my own business mm-hmm. and uh about uh, a year into that job uh my boss said well Finish your accounting studies, start up a, a company for yourself. It will give you three companies of mine. Another friend will give you three companies of, of his, and you start your first, you know, first business here in Australia. And uh, I was looking at that, um, but uh, in the week when I was going to start uh, and I was going to put my paperwork with the government, with the ATO, uh, that particular week. I received a call from the conference president in Adelaide. He said, Cosmin, we really would like to employ you to get back into the church. And that was a shock to my system. I didn't expect it. Mm. Um, I I grew a little bit uh, weary of the world. I was a little bit uh, um, not afraid, but, uh, you know, um, I didn't have a a good feeling about it, although everything was looking good. Mm. And um, after a lot of prayer, we chose to go back. Accept that position. Accept that position. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we went uh, into a regional part of uh, South Australia and we've been there for five years ministering to two churches. And, um, that's where our kids grew, uh, in their first, uh, infant years. And, um, it was really, really good for us to understand how ministry in Australia is like. God was leading the way. Um, although, I accepted that call uh, I uh, I said to our conference administration I would really like to finish my studies because I I started a master in commerce mm-hmm. and uh, they they were willing and they said look we are we are, we are happy for you to finish that mm-hmm. uh, we think there is a, there is a, a good skills that you can bring to the lord with with that so mm-hmm. I finished the masters in commerce while I was a pastor in Kadena and in Porpiri. and uh because, uh, I was, uh, part of, uh, the Institute of Public Accountants, one of the three accounting bodies in Australia. We, we really had to maintain membership with them. Yeah. And, uh. You've got to do certain things to do that. Exactly. You either uh, work in the area and have professional development or you are studying. Mm. Uh, and of course, I fall into the category of studying. Mm. Uh, while I was doing my master's degree. Yeah, but once finished. But once finished, I had to go back into the workforce. I had to continue my professional developing in other areas and while I was working in the accounting or business industry. So um, that didn't happen. And um, after I finished the master uh, in commerce, I ranked them and I said, look, um uh, I can't pay the membership. It was above seven hundred dollars. Mm. Uh, I can't pay it. Uh, there is no point for me to pay it. I'm a pastor now. I mm. moved into a church environment. Um, I'm not into a business into the business world anymore. And the lady at the end of the phone at the uh, at the end of the conversation said, "Look, I understand, but uh, why don't you apply for a leave of absence? Mm-hmm. Um, a leave of absence goes for two years. You never know what may happen in two years." Mm. And, uh, I thought that was a wise, uh, wise call. I said, okay, um, if it's for free and if I don't have to pay anything, then, um, we'll apply for two years of leave of absence. And, uh, after two years, I received the bill. Yep. Uh, to to up and and pay up to pay membership. You, yep. And I ring, I ring them again and I said, uh, I'm sorry, but, uh, nothing has changed in my yeah. situation. I'm still a pastor. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Actually, I, I moved from the country, from Kadena and Porpree to, uh, Adelaide, the Prospect International Church and in Barossa uh, Valley Church. And, uh, I really enjoyed at that time, uh, that, uh, that area. But the lady said, uh, well, I, I have no idea why, Mr. Dan Marica this happened. Um, for some reason in our system, you are—I can see it with my own eyes," she said. "You've been granted three years, not two. <laughs> uh, we are <laughs> so really—we apolo- <laughs> are really apologizing for the inconvenience. Um, please disregard uh, the, the voice yeah. and the letter." I said, "Okay. Well, that sounds strange. <laughs> I didn't apply for three years. <laughs> and I didn't apply for an extra year. But God yeah. knew all the way. God—God God led the way. And uh, at the end of that third year, that's when I received." the call to come to Tasmania and uh, it was a call to work uh, as a pastor but also as a CFO and that really helped me uh, see that God was really in control of my life all along since not just one year but two years ago. Uh, A a passage that uh, resonated with me during these times was... um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, especially in the time when I was still in the business world. Mm. Um, Because that
0: could have seemed like, you know, that was the way to go. Yes, it was the
1: way Mm. to go. And... In the same time, I was a bit disheartened mm. to what I was going to do. Um, I always dreamed uh, that I would work for the church and for God. And here I am in Australia, working for, for business people mm. <laughs> and trying to make uh, a life of my own. Um, one day my dad sent me a text message and that was, uh, uh with an encouragement from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 and thir- to 13. In there it says, for I know this is God speaking. Mm. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord: thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Um, and this was in the context of uh, people uh, going in to um, uh, captivity in Babylon, in Babylon but, yeah. but God was telling through the prophet Jeremiah, mm. "Don't worry. I know. I have a plan for you. I know the thought, and my plan is a good plan for you." That actually helped me during this time of uncertainty, Mm. of knowing exactly where God wants me uh, to be, uh,
0: to trust in him, and uh, he would deliver Mm. in his own time. Mm. And he certainly did. And uh, you ended up in Tasmania. Now, we're going to learn a little bit more about that, I guess, in the last section. And you're going to give us some uh, good things to think about. So, But as we go to a break, our book offer for today is called As Light Lingers, Basking in the Word of God by Nina Acheson. It's easy to fill our lives with all the important things while subconsciously dismissing the most important thing, spending time with our loving God who wants to be close to us. When you open your Bible, where do you start? Perhaps you've asked these questions. Where do I start in my Bible? Is there any difference between reading and studying or basking in the Bible? How can I get to know the person behind the words on the pages of my Bible? Whatever your experience of faith or life circumstances, you will find encouragement, advice and practical strategies in this book as light lingers. We'll give you the code to this right after the break. But right now, this is Oceans uh, with Also You Make Me Brave with Caleb and Kelsey.
4: You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fall. you
0: encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing up our program today with Cosman Dan Marika and he's been talking about how God led the way with him uh, coming to Australia with him and his wife and uh, now family and also uh, eventually ending up in Tasmania here. We're going to uh, just ask him a question about that in a moment. But I did promise you the code to our free book giveaway today. The book is As Light Lingers, Basking in the Word of God by Nina Atchison. The code for today's book is CONNECT16, CONNECT16, no spaces. Text that into to 488 80891. CONNECT16. So, Cosman, uh, you shared that uh, you ended up getting a call to Tasmania, and that uh, was specifically because you had both the ministerial um, role, you were already a pastor over in South Australia, but this role involved being the treasurer here in Tasmania. And, and I can say for sure that you've been a, a blessing to our Tasmanian conference here with your expertise in both areas. Um, Tell us how you feel God has led you uh, throughout that journey and and how you maintain your connection with Him.
1: Well, Jason, it's interesting. um, As you reflect, and this is something that I've learned recently uh, through some experiences, reflection is powerful. Uh, Reflection is something that we all should do as Christians. Mm. Uh, Reflecting uh, on how God led me in the past, um, it gives us courage to move in the future and to face certain uh, uh, challenges that we have in the present. You see, when I was a kid, uh, I never believed that, I never dreamed that I would go to Australia. I even didn't know where Tasmania is. Um, I uh, never wanted to become a minister. I Actually, uh, it was very, very low on my list. And that was just because my father was a minister. Mm, mm. Uh, I wanted to become a doctor, an aviator. uh, I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to be a lawyer. uh, I wanted to be a teacher, but uh, not a minister. Um, Guess what? Uh, God had different ideas <laughs> and um he led me through certain uh, circumstances to become a minister in Romania and to to learn uh, how how to care for people there and how to preach how to uh, to bask in the word of God and then um I, I gave that away because I wanted to experience uh, business uh there was something in me about that because uh, uh, a lot of my family are business people in Romania. And, um, I think uh, God worked, uh, uh, works through our skills and through the talents that he puts into us. Um, so I, uh, I, I can see through, through how God led coming from Romania, uh, into Adelaide, uh, learning about uh, the business world, accounting, working in accounting. And then uh, working back into the church, and now putting this together, um, it gives you a sense of, uh, of fulfilling when you know that God wants you to do something, and you can do it for Him. Mm. Um, and uh, although it's challenging and it's difficult, mm. uh, that fulfilling uh, uh, sentiment uh, really uh, fills your heart and uh, make helps you to
0: go to go forward. It, it's amazing, isn't it, how God leads. He goes ahead and prepares the way and he prepares us yes. for the things that are, are to come. This is this is what I, uh, I'm wondering what's next for me. Mm. Uh,
1: always God prepares you ahead of time. Mm. Um, and uh, it's the same uh, in my life. It is in your life, Jason, in, in everyone's life. God wants us to be uh, workers for him in any mm. aspect uh,
0: that someone is right now. I'm not sure that I've shared this on the radio before and not sure that I've shared it with you. But, um, you know, when I was 17 and 18 years of old, I did some work with a radio engineer
2: mm.
0: and uh, ended up doing some radio broadcasting at, uh, at that age. And then I went to university and I did uh, electronic engineering. And uh, my other passion is in uh, music production and audio uh, production. And somehow or another, many years later, like thirty plus years later, I end up uh, here on the radio and also looking after engineering type things with the radio network. And uh, you know, I I see that I could not have planned that, yes. but it's, God God planned that thirty years ago. Is a reflection? Yeah. Reflection is mm. such a powerful tool, mm. um, but
1: also journaling. It's mm. not enough just to reflect, Jason. I think it's important for us to write down these aspects of our life, mm. to write down the blessings of God, mm. to, to write down uh, when we feel down and to write down when we feel empowered, mm. um, to write down these experiences because later on, years go, and... Uh, you do forget things. <laughs> you do forget things and you go back as you reflect again mm. and you remember how God led you in the past. Mm. And when you see how God led you in the past, then... You go forward full strength knowing that He is leading you now. Um, one other tool that I would like to leave with uh, with our listeners is basking in the Word, uh, basking in, in God's Word. Um, spend time each morning to read from the Bible, even if it is 10, 15 minutes, but read it and pray. Um, that really helps to keep the connection going with God um the the book that uh, we are offering today it's all about that it mm-hmm. will help you it will give you skills to be able to uh, to read the bible to enjoy it and uh, to really
0: get connected with god mm-hmm. that way just share with me um earlier in the week you were excited about um i think reading a different translation or a different version of the bible and how how that gave you a new perspective Share with us that a little bit too, because sometimes we, we get stuck with our same translation. Yes, and yes. Well, I, you can imagine coming from a Romanian environment where everybody
1: is very conservative. Yes. Uh, I grew up with um, uh, with a very conservative translation of the Bible and coming into English, I thought, oh, well, King James is the way. Um, it's and Very uh,
0: difficult for me to read that one. <laughs> very difficult
1: as well. So I, I moved on to New King James and uh, I, I enjoy New King James' uh, version of the Bible, but res- more recently, I actually received uh, a, uh, the message translation of the mm. Bible. And uh, I started to read it more as a devotional type of, mm. uh, and uh, I would not go further than that. Uh, I, I don't think it's good for theological study. Uh, yeah. study. Yeah. But uh, if you want to get a, a different perspective and, uh,
0: and, and to read some passages in the message, I think it's good. It's easy to read and, and quite interesting and fun at times. Yes. That's the way it puts things.
1: But I found, uh, yes, it is it is quite fun. Mm. Yeah. Also quite strong in, in, mm. in some places, quite direct, mm. and it confronts you. Mm. Um, it helps you make some decisions easier. Um, but reading other translations of the Bible, I think it's also important because you can see the nuances and uh, it helps you uh, see uh, things from different points mm. uh, that you don't really see when you are stuck with only one translation. Mm. So I will encourage our listeners to to read a, a variety, of a variety of, of translations. translations. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's, no, there's not one translation that is uh, you know the 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 answer to everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Well, Cosman, it's been great. I've been uh, wanting to have you on our program here for a while, and uh, I'm so glad that you agreed to come on this week. And uh, we are just about out of time now. Um, Just share with us uh, where you're speaking next. If anyone's listening in Tasmania here and they wanted to catch up with you and ask you some questions, where would they find you? I'm in New Norfolk Church tomorrow. Okay, New Norfolk tomorrow. And your regular church that you preach at is? I preach in Collinsville Church. Okay. No worries. So, if you're down in the southern Tasmania area, head out to New Norfolk. You can talk to uh, Cosman there. Now, um, next week on Connecting the Dots, we've got Tamika Spalding sharing a program called God Has the Answer. And uh, yeah, it's, I've, I've read a little bit about uh, what she's going to be talking about. There's some really interesting things in here and some special stories that she's going to be sharing. So, join us next week on Connecting the Dots with Tamika Spaulding. That's next Friday. And, of course, on Monday, we've got Afi Tuoi and he'll be joining us again with Hosea. We're studying the book of Hosea together. And uh, he's titled this one, Hosea, the Sensitive-Hearted Prophet. So do join us tomorrow with uh, Afi. Remember the code for today, for as light lingers, is CONNECT16, 16, CONNECT16, 16, Text that into 0488-880-891. So thanks for listening today. Thank you for interacting and sending us some messages. Uh, say hello again to Christopher. Uh, it's great to, um, to have you uh, join us in our program today, and I'm sure there's been many others as well. So today we just want to wish you a great day, wherever you are, wherever you're listening. This is May the Lord Bless You and Keep You by Eclipse 6. Thanks, Cosman. Thank you, everyone.
4: May the good Lord bless and keep you Whether near or far away May you find All oh, be small ones, and your blessings ten times ten, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Never mind what might have been. May the good